0: Hello, this is Gideon Rothstein, and this is Parak Yudzayan of Sefer Mishlei, chapter 17 of the book of Proverbs. We're going to learn it with Rashi, and even though Rashi is uh, speaks little on this Parak, I'm going to just restrict myself to Rashi, and I'll put in the mouth, and see, maybe we'll even finish uh, in less time than usual, but try to learn lo- Rashi's lessons. So, I'm talking Aleph and Bet and Gimel. Let's read them all together, and then I'll read the Rashi's, and we'll see what Rashi says. Tov pat chareva you bite Malay of better to have a little bit of dried bread or dry crust with peace than a house full of feasting, but there's strife, but there's fighting. So you could easily have imagined this being just a pasuk about the right way to eat, the right way to have friendships, and, and the value of friendships. Pasuk bet, a smart servant, a, a capable servant will dominate an incompetent son, and share the inheritance with the brothers. Again, you could have imagined it being something about human relationships and about the ability of employees and or friends to take the place of uh, actual relatives. And then for silver, you have a crucible that gets out of the, all the impurities out of the silver. You have a furnace for Zahav, for Hashem. and Hashem does the same. Now, so Ubokhem, theoretically, here, if it was going to be parallel, should have meant Hashem fixes up our intellects our hearts but it doesn't really seem to me that it means that Hashem tests us just like uh, like, so it would mean that the furnace is not in terms of removing the impurities from the gold or the uh, the matzreif or the crucible from the silver but rather tests the silver to make sure that it's pure and so to Hashem tests human hearts however Rashi reads Pasuk Aleph about the dry crust as being about the Beit HaMikdash it was better for Hashem to destroy the Beit HaMikdash and have peace so we have dry Kresna because we don't have uh, we don't have we don't have we don't have Korbanot uh, but there's peace ra- from the sins of the Jewish people rather than letting the bayat the house stand, stand where they were offering of where they were offering sacrifices that were really sacrifices of, of strife because they weren't sincere and they weren't giving out of real tshuva and re- continuing on in that way Evan Maskil, he says who's the Evan Maskil? the Maskil Maskil is Nebuchadnezzar tradition has it Nebuchadnezzar at one time took three steps for uh, out of honor of Hashem, he heard a nevuah. I think somebody came to him with a nevuah, and when he heard that it was Hashem coming to speak, or it was the word of God coming, he took three steps out of honor for God, and from there, Allah ligdula, he got greatness, he got power, and therefore he got to rule over the Jewish people who were hovishu who were acting wrongly in their ways. So, and then to continue, about the Gimel, uh, Rashi says that Hashem, uh, Hashem, Rashi says Zokekan that Hashem actually tests us and cleanses our hearts to some extent, but certainly knows our thoughts. So Rashi reading all these first two psukems as being about much broader topics, much broader, I mean, and much more, not broader, I guess, but about the Beit HaMikdash and the workings of the Beit HaMikdash, where we might not have think, thought that that was the place to put it. In Puzz Bet as well, Rashi offers another example of a evan Maskili, he a Ger, a convert, a really isn't part of the nation originally might do better though than an Ezrach Rasha than an evil citizen because the tradition in Yechezkel is that in the future the proper Gary and the Gary Tzedek will when the land of Israel is split up again they will take a part in the land of Israel even though not part of one of the tribes they will join whatever tribe they happen to be living with and get a Nachala in Israel as if they were members of that tribe that's a whole topic of its own that we spoke about a little bit in Book of Jezkel, could speak about many more times, but what you see in these first few verses in this paragraph is that Rashi's is understanding this not to be only about the ordinary human interactions and relationships and how people deal with each other, but also he's saying all this applies to the Ben-Makdash as well and to our relationship with Hashem as well. Meira, Al-Sfat, Aven, Sheker, Mezin, Al-Lishon, Havot, Meira, Rashi, this is a Rasha, so it's the listening that's the problem, that the evildoer listens to to idol, to slander, and also will pay attention to those who lie to them. As somebody who lies, will pay attention to those who say wrong things. So but the point being, in Rashi's reading of the Pasuk then, that it's not only slander that causes problems, it's the accepting of slander. Meaning, and that's what we always say in halacha about that. When lashon hara, the crime of listening to lashon hara is equivalent to, in many ways, the crime of spreading it, because the spread will only work if people actually take into account. So, somebody says to you, "Oh, I saw Sosa do this." It's only if you allow yourself to believe it. If you say it's lashon hara, I'm not allowed to believe it, and I don't believe it. And therefore, when you meet that person, even though you've had no new information, you edit that out of your perspective completely. Then the and Hara can't get anywhere. So that's what Rashi is saying here too. That the listening, to the listening, is itself a problem. The listening is itself an example of evil, and it's only evil people who would listen and pay attention. Somebody who mocks the poor, affronts his Maker. He who rejoices of another's misfortune will not go. Unpunished. Rashi does not comment, but the the the, the phrase for say was applied in halacha, particularly to those who have passed away. To the halacha that you're not supposed to be conspicuously doing mitzvahs in a graveyard, in a cemetery because that is Loeg l'arash, They are no longer able to do mitzvot, which is an attitude toward mitzvot worth reminding ourselves of. Mitzvot are a privilege, and these people no longer have the privilege of doing mitzvot. It would be wrong of us to mock them by doing it in their faces. But so, And Samech laeid, Login if you're happy when other people have problems, so that's another, that's a famous mission in Perkehavot. They just quote another Pasek in Mishnah, Bin full When your enemy falls, you should not have any schadenfreude, as it were. You shouldn't celebrate that. You shouldn't appreciate that. I once I recently saw a guy who had the right to shout for it. I mean he had predicted much of this financial crisis. I think he had spoken about these issues and had been ignored. and I said, are you enjoying it?" He said, "We really all suffer. there's no way to enjoy it, and that might be part of what's going on in Pasza like, hey, you can't be happy when other people suffer because you won't get away with it, and because often unfortunately or for, I mean often just because of the way the world works, we will suffer from it as well." The crown of the elderly is their grandchildren, and the wonder of children is their fathers. Meaning that, that when they see their grandchildren, it's not just the fact of grandchildren, it's when they see the grandchildren going in the right way, in the right path, in the proper path. And children take pride when their fathers are tzaddikim, are righteous. That's for Rashi. I don't know that we would always... I think that Parashi is suggesting that it that we have some kind of an innate awareness of the goodness around us, and that we, it's not the fact that we're grandchildren, you can find many people just proud of their grandchildren no matter what they do. You can find sons or children who are proud of their fathers no matter what they do. Rashi's saying it's much more, that Mishli means more nuance than that, that it's that, that they have an appreciation for when they're Grandchildren, or when their parents are actually really good people, remarkably good people, that's when they take real pride in them. Pasuk Zayin. Lo Naval, Naval, svat yeter, nadiv, svat sheke. Lo Naval, Naval. It's not good for a Naval. Lofty words are not fitting for a villain. Rashi says, svat yeter, meaning the very gaava, that the, that the, so, Sfat Shekhar is the very Ava, Rashi is saying that it's not, if you're a Naval, at least have the good graces to know you're a Naval to know you're an unworthy person. So, it's really uh, problematic if you then allow yourself to speak arrogantly as if you are this great person. And so, too, a nadiv. So, he's somebody who at least has, a nadiv is a generous person. He at least has the underlying... Um, Goodness, you might have thought he would be allowed to have but of course, it's certainly not. He should be saying divre he shouldn't be saying lies and things that are untrue, and arrogance is always untrue in the sense of it being arrogance. So that's Pasuk Zayin Pasuk Chet, Evan Chain HaShochad Beine Be'alav El Kola Ne Yes So a Shochad, the, the person who's going to take a bribe, thinks of it as an Evan Chain, as a beautiful stone, is going to be useful, and anything that he turns to, it will help him out with. Um, but Rashi understands it to mean, So the, the Shochat here, Rashi, Rashi thinks of the Pusuk as meaning, it is. Meaning, we might have read the Pusuk as, it looks like, the person who gets a bribe thinks, or who uses a bribe thinks of it, and I'll skill Rashi thinks of it as, no, it is. And the reason for that is that Rashi thinks that the, the, the Shochat is the Chuvah that we do. We return to Hashem sincerely. Why is it a Shochat? It's a Shochat because we don't really have any right to say, therefore we're good again. But when we come before Hashem, we do tshuva, it's an even chain in Hashem's eyes, and therefore whatever we lurk to from Hashem, Hashem will help us out as long as it's, again, within the realm of tshuva and in the realm of doing what's right and what's good. So i just of the Pasuk, not as being uh, sarcastic or ironic or sardonic, but rather as being actually saying that, yes, this kind of sholchat actually works. Pasuk Ted, mechasep peshem avakesh ahava v'shoneh he who speaks, who seeks love overlooks faults, but he who harps on a matter alienates his friend. So, if a person does something wrong to somebody else, and you don't mention it, and you don't get angry about it, so that Rashi says will cause the person to love you, will be a source of love. In other words, it's not somebody who's looking for love is that you will get love by virtue of doing that whereas if you hold on if you hold on to your anger and you remember it and you bring it up again and again so that's going to separate you Who so said so just note something that we've been trying to do periodically it's just very long so we haven't always had have the chance to do it but something to note is that Rashi is turning many of these that could have been about ordinary human relations into and bringing God into the picture in ways that we might not have expected so here the parallel to it is the opposite is if you ignore wrongs that are done to you you'll get love. If you hold on to wrongs that are done to you, then you're going to separate yourself. So the the, the two halves of the verse go very nicely together. So when Rashi sticks Hashem in, that's why it should be noticeable in Rashi saying that in the second half, it's not just that the other person won't like us for bringing it up again and again. Hashem will also step in and not like it and be and will will, will it will it will alienate us from Hashem by virtue of our doing that, our guarding and holding on to that anger and that hatred fast you take get ara be mean me a code casino 100 ta'at it means like it's a, it's a noun it means that the akhna'at g'ara ge'ara" be mean you tell me a code shimakin ha in other words that that if you just speak to a person who has understanding it will have more of an effect and if you hit a k'sil, a k'sil is somebody who resists or is unable to accept admonishment. So that's what the pastor is pointing out. The, greater, the greatness of a mevin is the mevin accepts admonishment and rebuke just verbally. And, and it works all that much better than even hitting the k'sil, which doesn't say that rashi is the same that it might be necessary to hit people sometimes. He's just saying that once you have to hit people, that's already not going to be nearly as effective as if you had been able to get it across verbally. Sometimes you can But... It is true that those who are willing to accept verbal admonishment will accept it much better and the lessons will go in better than those who have to be hit. That, so Meri an evil man seeks only to rebel, a ruthless messenger will be sent against him as the JPS English. Klomah Rashi says. Anybody who always speaks Meri Visarvanut, who's always rebellious and is always rejecting, and is always wants to do his own thing. That's a theme, I think, also within Mishnah, the whole idea of accepting authority and accepting others' authority as being part of the necessities of goodness. That comes up here to A cruel angel will be sent against him because he's really looking, it's an evil path. It's better to meet up with a dove Shakul. Dove Dov Shakul is, Rashi reads as a Dov Mishakel. Dov Shakul would mean a bear that has lost her cub, but here I mean a Dov, a bear that's looking to take away people's clubs, rather than meeting one of the Ksileim, because the Ksileim, and again, this will be another example of Rashi taking us in a direction you might not have expected. I might have just said, Al Kasil bato rather than meeting with the Ksil, who will want to take you into his wrongness, or his bad, or his just Ksilut, his foolishness, his folly. And that indeed is the way uh, right, than a fool with his nonsense. The, the JPS has it. But Rashi says, no, the problem with the exilim is that they lure you to turn away from Hashem and from Hashem's Torah. That would be another example of Rashi sticking Hashem in, not sticking, but Rashi having Hashem as part of the equation here, and that's part of the danger of xil and his evil So he repays evil with good, uh, good with evil, and he does good for you, and you repay them with evil, then evil will come to your household rashi doesn 't say anything, and we will move on as well, but except that you shouldn 't be a foot you should always remember good things that people have done for us and there, and repay them in kind so, to start a quarrel is to open a sluice, meaning if you start a quarrel a madon a, a fight you 're like Poer you 're like opening up the dams, the floodgates with think. Netotshin before the dispute flares up, just drop it, just let it go. So there may be times when people think they have to hold on to a dispute, and that's a whole. There could be there are times when you have to protect yourself when it's dangerous for you, and there could be many things where it's not necessary to just make up in whatever conditions. Certainly, I think we're seeing that at the time that I'm that I'm taping this with Hamas and with the battles there that so you need to hold on to a battle sometimes as terms of self-defense. But when it comes to interpersonal relationships, so the person who starts the fight, they might th- think they're starting a little fight. But the truth is, Rashi says, It's like you're putting a hole in the dike. A hole in the, in the dam. And if you, once you put the hole in, then the water's gonna start, you think it's gonna just trickle through. But it might overpower the whole dike, and then you'll have a flood. And so too, um and, or so therefore better, before you let out all of your anger, just leave the fight alone. So, to repeat, I think there may be situations where that's not a plausible mode of action, but in many, many, many fights that we think we have to hold on to. So that's what we're talking about here. Put your mind, Rishi, Madon, Nehit Gala, Nehit Hariv, Netosh. Just leave it aside, just forget about it. Matztik Rasha Um Rashiya Hashem Rasha, some of you says, and Rashi doesn't comment here fascinatingly, I think Rashi thinks it's just clear. If you treat a Rasha as if he's good or or you treat a Tzaddik as if he's evil or you announce to others or spread rumors about them or spread the word about them or endorse a Rasha or reject a Tzaddik as a big problem. Tov'at Gam sees both of those options as being an abomination because you are you're ruining the ability of people to understand who to follow, who not to follow, who to trust, who not to trust, who to look to as a model, who not to look to as a model. All of that is embedded in just a simple act of endorsement or not endorsement. So if I'm a Arashah, and you see this, I think, often, I'm Matsdik Arashah, or the other way around, if I'm Mashiach there's a person who's a tzaddik, and I say evil things about him, that's Tovatashem Gamshnehem. How does it happen? How does it happen that the, that the, the xil has the money, or has the ability, has the power to purchase wisdom, but he has no heart, he has no awareness of it. So again, Rashi, for Liknur Chochmah, by the time I'm talking about this, he should hopefully by now understand, Rashi is going to define Liknur chokmah as little Mo Torah, to learn Torah. That, just as a crucial example, of seeing that in Rashi's world, the definition of chokmah was Torah. We've seen that in other cases, in Rayona and the and the. Rabbi Yona and the Relbag and others too throughout Jewish history Kochma might have included more than just straight Torah but for Rashi that's what it was and for the Vilna Gaon probably as well Voleh he doesn't have so Rashi says it's not that he doesn't have the heart to learn it he doesn't have the heart to uphold it, to fulfill it, to actuate, actualize it within his life. He's learning so he'll become famous as somebody who's learned Torah. And Rashi is saying that is what is, so in other words, I could have read the Pasuk meaning he's got the money and not the heart to actually go ahead and do it. But Rashi saying, no, he might actually learn it. And learn the Torah, but his purpose isn't to fulfill it, and therefore it loses value and it loses its point. Because the point of Torah is to fulfill it and to keep it and to actualize it and to have it change who we are. Pasuk in Zion, Bukhol 8, Ohev uh, a friend is devoted at all times. A brother is born to share adversity. So Rashi says, uh, you should always have look to have friends. And as JV says, The friend is looking to help you. Rashi sees it as an admonishment to us that we should always be looking to make friends, to have people like us, because it's part of improving a good social network, being a good friend as well and when it comes a time of trouble this friend will be like a brother so whereas the JPS had it as being that your brother will be a source of comfort so that it's friends and relatives Rashi understands it as no make friends because they can serve you as well as relatives um, in times of trouble the JPS has it as he who no, devoid of sense is he who gives his hand to stand surety for his fellow something we've seen several times in Mishnah, the concern about being an arev about being a guarantor on loans and what that will do uh, for you so Rashi says yes it's talking about arevut mamon guarantor of loans of credit another possibility Rashi raises very much in line with what we've seen with Rashi on other occasions dokeh kafla pikorsim if you stretch out your hand to heretics to go in their way, to join with them in things. So, how could you do that when after all, you have already committed to serving Hashem with His mitzvot? So, Adam Chassad leiv tokei hakaf because or, you're making a guarantee. You're joining a group when you've already got a prior commitment that prevents you from doing so. So, how it fits in the public is one kind of question, but more interesting to me is to note that there's clearly on Rashi's mind, this whole paragraph we've seen it, clearly the issue of serving God and having God's service being central to who you are and not losing it and understanding all of that is playing here as well because the person who joins heretics, Rashi's one of Rashi's central complaints about that person is they're already committed to Hashem. How could they have done that? I'm sorry, I line. pesha, If somebody likes ohev pesha, not to sin but to sin or to to betray his friends, he's ohev matzah, he's liking fights, because when you betray people and you don't serve them properly, you don't do the right thing by them, they will eventually fight with you. Magir pitcho m'vakesh If somebody magia pitcho actually thinks it means if you uh, speak arrogantly, so you're going to look to be brought down because people will um, I guess, I think Rashi means that people will look to bring you down, or you will be brought down by virtue of trying to lift yourself up, you'll be brought down. a person of stubborn, of heart, Ikeish uh, the JPS has it as a man of crooked mind, will not find good, and he who speaks duplicity, falls into trouble. So it's about whether or not you have honest, good intentions. Rashi doesn't comment. We will move on as well. Puzzle Qab'ala, If you bear fruit to a child who is a Kaseel, when we begets a dullard, it's to your own grief, and the father of a villain has no joy. It's not clear. Rashi doesn't comment, and it's not clear what the point of saying this is. I suspect the point of saying this is that therefore parents should take care when they raise children that they should not, uh, that they should train them not to be a naval, not to be a ksil. meaning kseel and naval, when you say the word dullard in English, it sounds like you mean that that's a, a characteristic inherent to them and part of their birth. But kseel, as we've seen it in initially, doesn't mean that at all. Kseel generally means somebody who acts certain ways or doesn't understand certain things. So I think this is an admonishment to parents to realize that they have a role in making sure that the children don't come out to be kseelim or navalim so a happy heart a joyful heart makes four the JPS thinks it means good health or a cheerful face whereas the despondency dries up your bones we've seen this in other forms elsewhere in Mishnah either we have or I've seen it in preparation but um, will dry out your bones Rashi says when you're happy and so he doesn't say when you're happy he says when you're happy you just have with your lot in life. When you have with your lot in life, it lights up your face, and your face seems happy, and people see it on you. It's clear on you. So that's uh, what the pasuk is saying: it's saying your internal mood will affect how you appear to others, and what in what your physical health will be. Pasuk Chav gimel sholchad mechek rasha yikach lahatot orchot mishpat. Uh, a bribe. Rashi will put in who into this equation? Hashem exactly. Hashem will accept the words of submission, even from the Rishaim, and even Mekhikan, right? Rashi says even if they're doing it they're doing it in, in in private. Nobody knows that it's happening. Nonetheless, Hashem will accept it, and therefore to turn their future and their judgment from bad to good meaning that even if somebody is evil, they have been evil. So there could be times when they'll have to have some suffering to make up for it, and they'll have to do some reparations. All that could be true, but in some total, Hashem is nonetheless willing to accept their bribe of tshuva, meaning their bribe of sincerity, of sincere return to Hashem, and to change their path. Another example, where Rashi is putting Hashem and reading this as being about Mishlei, as being about us and our relationship to Hashem, much more so than you could have read it in its literal, in its plain sense meaning. Uh, with the in the face of it as <laughs> the person of understanding is chokmah. wisdom lies before the intelligent man whereas the eyes of the Dele range to the ends of the earth so what's wrong with ranging to the ends of the earth so Rashi says that the Chochmah is according to, is in front of the and whereas in Iksil, will say, there is no Chochmah around, I have to go there, I have to look there, how can I learn this, I can't learn that, Harashi gives an example, how can I learn, Masech, Seder Nezikim, by which he means, what we call, Bavakam of which is 30 Prakim, and in Kalim also, there's 30 Prakim, and how can I learn Shabbos, which has 24 Prakim, so the Iksil is so taken with, the enormity of wisdom, the enormity of Torah, the enormity of what there to, to learn that he gets discouraged and doesn't do anything. Whereas the Chacham, he says, today I'll learn two Procham, tomorrow I'll learn two Procham, and eventually, uh, and people have always done it, people have found ways towards certain levels of wisdom, so I'll do it too. So Rashi is understanding this Paseg land as meaning, chachma, that the Chacham, the people who understand the way the world works, they understand that it's daunting to try to become wise, and yet it's also accomplishable because other people have done it, and you take it piece by piece and you would you move slowly and steadily, and you get there, whereas the innate is so aware of the ends of the earth that he's unable to take advantage of this and to act in this way. Puzzle <laughs> Hay, ben kasil, um'yemer Do. A Ben kasil, which again, uh, ben kasil we hear, the JPS has a stupid son, so again, I think it's a bad translation just because it gives the implication that the kasil is an inherent quality Whereas we think, I think, Mishle thinks of it as, and Chazal and and the Rishonim think of it as, a quality that could be changed with effort and with training. So, uh, But that person is vexation for his father and a heartache for the woman who bore him, that both parents are going to have a problem. Whereas here, Rashi, will once again read Av and Aim, not like that. So Av will be, Kagon Yeravam is a Ka'ash, Aviv, who is Aviv Hashem, "um and will turn, uh, or will create a. the JPS had as a heartache, but Memer in Torah is like Tmura, where you convert one Corban for another. So Memer the Lato, Rashi understands it as that will turn his mother, meaning in Esa Yisrael, We seen Rashi say that earlier in Mishlei as well. The Jewish people are the mother of Yeravam, and Yeravam led them astray. He led them into the path of sin by setting up those counter idols, the idol the the golden calves in Shamron and in the north and in Dan. So those were examples of Yeravam being Vav Al that even when you have to punish a tzaddik, it's not good, meaning that when Hashem came time to punish the Jewish people, he didn't really want to punish them as fully as he could have because it's not good. the good among them who were in the divim and Rashi points to B'shem Malachim, where Hashem says, "I'm going to leave seven thousand of them who have not bowed down to idols with their lives." So, the people who have managed to live a life of the divud, Hashem doesn't ever want to punish them, and that's what here he said in the pasuk. Pasuk of Zayin Chosich Amarav Yodeidat. If somebody knows a lot, Misha Hu a Noam Bedvarm doesn't speak a lot which is counterintuitive. You gonna thought, if you know a lot, you'll say more. And so what rashi 's saying is that that's not the essence of wisdom. The essence of wisdom is to understand that when you, when you know a lot, you know that there's very little to say in many, many situations. And somebody who holds back himself, holds himself back from speaking is an ishtfuna. So this is one of the challenges of, for those who do have wisdom, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I know anybody like that, certainly, but for those who do have wisdom, that they don't have the ability to speak. Professor Tzurski, Lava Shalom, a man of great wisdom, I should say. Professor Rabbi Mori Professor Lava Shalom, would speak very little and would let sentences trail off and would only speak where he found it to be productive. And that is some of what Rashi is pointing out in this pasuk as well. It is with the withholding of speech and speaking only where it will have a positive and productive impact that shows the great wisdom of people. pasuk. In the parak, and I'm at 28 minutes, so even Rashi has riches that get me to not be able to hold too much within my time. But today we'll hopefully finish before the 30 minute mark. Gamivil even a fool if he keeps silent, is deemed wise. And that's one of the values. I don't think that's what Pazuk Ha'af Zion meant. But in Pazuk Ha'af Chet we're saying, the value of silence is even for those who don't know anything. If they just close their lips, they'll thought of it as intelligent. And that would be the value for people to always weigh what they're saying and think, do I have something valuable to say? Do I have something worthwhile to say? Do I have something constructive and positive and productive to say? If so, just say it. And if not, to close your mouths. Because as the English says, it goes better too. Uh, to be silent and thought a fool, which is not exactly what we're saying here, but better be silent and thought fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Here we're just saying that better to be silent because you won't be thoughtful. You'll be thought of as a wise person who is weighing what to say and what not to say. And therefore, the value of silence and of staying silent is what's being suggested here in different kinds of ways, both because you might not have anything productive to say and because you might also uh, be aware that whatever it is you have to say is not going to be relevant here. And learning from this, I will myself stop here and wish you all a good day. Uh, have a good day.